0: My life was ultimately shattered when a drunk driver hit us head on, killing my father and leaving me absolutely helpless. Real life starts now. This is.
1: Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to The Real Life Radio Show. And we're going to talk about real people who have real problems, but found answers in a real God. Today, we're going to talk about that sometimes in life, unexpected catastrophes happen that threaten to change our future direction in a negative way. Soon, I'm going to be welcoming Jake Friels on the show, who had a quote unquote, perfect Christian upbringing until his life was shattered. When a drunk driver rammed their family's car at a hundred miles per hour. Can you believe that? And it forever altered his family's lives, changing the course of history for his young life. Jake, welcome to the show.
0: Conley, so honored to be on here with you.
1: Yeah, welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, Jake. And, you know, I want to get right into it. Jake, before the accident, describe your life and faith as a young boy.
0: And it was just one of those, like I say, leave it to beaver families, you know, everything was just absolutely perfect and had an amazing mom and dad, wow. had older brothers and sisters that were just amazing. And we did things as a family all the time. You know, we went to the lake, we went fishing, we went ride motorcycles, we did a lot of amazing things, grew up in church. My dad even planted a church and started a church in a small hometown in Steepville, Texas.
1: Wow. And
0: it was just that. It was amazing. Gave my life to five with my dad on the bed and said I wanted Jesus and knew it. Wow. And that's how it kind of started with me.
1: Wow. So, you know, here you are, things are going good, but then something unexpected happened in your life and your family's car was hit unexpectedly by a drunk driver. Tell us what happened that day for you.
0: Yeah. So my dad and I were team roping together that night and after we got done team roping, we headed home and... It was that crescendo moment where you step out with your dad and accomplish something major and my first time at the age of nine years old entering in and we headed home in our car and a young man in his teenage years was full of shame and guilt and just depressed like many of us can be and decided to drink and then not only drink, but then he turned off his headlight and actually committed suicide by hitting us head on at over a hundred miles an hour.
1: Oh my gosh. That is horrible. I mean, there's huge victory that day. And I mean, just tell me that day and that moment. I mean, how did you feel during this whole process where suddenly you're in this whole new situation?
0: Yeah. I mean, it was like the best day to the nightmare. Yeah. It went from something so heroic and amazing and stepping into what you feel like you've been designed to do. And all of a sudden waking up in a truck that was on fire. And the first thing I see is my mom and dad laying there picture. Perfect. No cut, no blood. I look at my two older brothers and they're saying no cuts, no blood. Wow. And yet my body was rescued out of the back of the truck. So I wasn't even in the truck. God took me out of my body and put me back in the truck. And I saw my family like I did. But it was so chaotic, to be honest with you. It was so scary. And the truck was literally on fire. And next thing I know, I'm put in a helicopter and I'm flown by myself as a nine-year-old to an emergency room. And they're setting my leg back together, stitching my face back together. And then I go to sleep. And I wake up in a total different world.
1: Wow. Jake, now tell me, your relationship with your father at this point of time is really close, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. You know, my dad was such a just amazing man when it came to intentionality and love and family and, you know, coaches, our soccer teams and took us all over to do all this stuff together as family. So, you know, it was an iconic family to be in. And for all that to disappear, it just absolutely took the wind out of my life. I mean, it just took so much away from me because my family just absolutely shattered overnight.
1: So, and you found out like some really unexpected news about your father. Yeah, the next day. How did you find that out? Tell me about that moment.
0: Yeah, I woke up and my oldest brother wheeled me down in my mom's room and she was bandaged from head to toe. Cause she had hit the windshield and the rearview mirror and shattered her leg. The engine had pinned her to the seat and she was completely disfigured and broke her back. I was standing next to my uncle and a few other men. And next thing I know, my uncle grabbed me and said, Hey, I need you to know your dad's dead. Oh my gosh. And you know, it's like, what? You know, I mean, all of a sudden it's like, that's not real. There's no way that's real. You know, there's so much just oh my uncertainty. And then they wheeled me from there into my brother's room and his head was split from his eyebrow to the back of his skull and he was in a coma state. They'd revived him from the dead multiple times.
1: Oh my god!
0: And so the next thing I know is I'm wheeled out of there and wheeled into a car and taken back to my house where I'm all alone. There's people there and there's my grandma's around, but it was alone in the sense that my family was gone. It changed overnight.
1: That's horrible, Jake. Now, when you said change, I'm understanding that with your father not being there anymore, something happened to the family dynamic. What happened as you were getting older with your dad not being there?
0: Oh, man, it's like everything that happens when the dad's gone. There's no stability. There's no centeredness. There's no confidence. There's no love. There's no acceptance. There's a doubt on if you even have what it takes. There's a willingness to want to continue to push through. There's a validation through wanting to perform. Mm. I mean, I could go through a billion list of when your dad's gone. Yeah. And I've got validated through sports, sex, drugs, you know, everything there was because that's what I began gravitating towards. I wanted all those things because I was so broken. I was empty. I was hurting. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, of course.
0: Yeah. Those things give you a temporary fix and it just doesn't fix it. Like it just fixes for a moment, but then you wake up hungover, or yeah. you sleep with somebody and then they're pregnant. Yeah. And so it's like, man, everything I thought would make it better just made it worse.
1: Wow. So basically going from, you know, a background where all of that is bad, yep. you know, where alcohol, drugs, all that's bad would never happen to suddenly, as you're getting older, your life took a change for the worse. And you started diving into those things that you used to think were bad. Is that right?
0: Yeah, 100%. You know, because wow. good and bad doesn't help you when you're hurting. Yeah. Only what actually helps, helps. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> no, right. That's all no. I can say. I mean... I don't care, you know, how much people tell us what's good or bad, what's right or wrong. Either it helps us or it doesn't. Hmm. And the vicious cycle that I found myself in was going back to a source of help that didn't help, you know, and it took me years. I mean, it took me 10 years to wake up from that. Wow. I mean, I was in it so deep and so long. And I honestly just thought that the church, you know, whatever you want to call that, I thought it was just going to hate me and I didn't want to go back, you know, and so I just felt all this just brokenness inside, but I wanted help and I didn't know how to get it.
1: No, Jake, I think that's very powerful because I think someone right now is maybe listening and going through the same type of thing. There's this hurt and oftentimes when we're younger and we're doing things like that, it's just about the fun. It's about the, you know, the temporal, like, oh, this is fun. It's what everybody else is doing. You know, look, that person likes me. You know, everyone's drinking. I'm going to drink too. Everyone's doing this substance. I'm going to do it too. And, you know, everything's good and we're making it good. But ultimately, when you said it wasn't helping you, how was it tearing you apart?
0: Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, is that you wake up wishing you never did it. But then...
1: So Guilt. Shame,
0: yeah, it's just that guilt and shame, but it's so good in the moment that that's the enticement to just go, I want to do it again, yeah, because just for that, whatever it is, maybe the 10 minutes, the hour, or the two hours, or let's just take sex for instance, sure. The five minutes that you're having sex, nothing else matters, right? But it's the second that you finish having sex that you feel like the world just comes crashing down on you.
1: That is so true,
0: but it's crazy how that five minutes will hook you back in come back and do it again to feel guilty for another however long
1: and it's not a five-minute guilt this is a guilt that just perpetuates perpetuates more and more and more so correct you know you're getting to a point where you're just feeling so guilty jake let's stop there because i want to have you back on our show and talk about the broken parts of your life that god put back together and how he got you away from some of those addictions jake thanks so much for being on our show absolutely hold tight let's talk more about this after the break Hey everyone, as an evangelist, I'm really into changing people's lives with a powerful message of the cross. Do you know people are getting set free from drugs, addictions, and internal anguish by the power of the Holy Spirit working through our show? Will you ask the Holy Spirit if He wants you to partner with us financially? Every donation will help us to reach 1 million more people. Think of it, 30 people giving $100 a month will bring this show in front of 1 million more people. Will you help me to get to one more city in the U.S.? You can give by going to awakenthenations.com.
0: Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at AwakeningTheNations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's AwakeningTheNations.com or 877-480-4477.
1: More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what are you thinking about this? I mean, I think his story is relatable to many today. When things go wrong in your life, you tend to try to find ways to fill the pain from all that hurt that happened a long time ago. Now we live lives asking questions when bad things happen. We say things like, why did this event happen? Did I do something to cause it or even to deserve it, right? Sometimes we say things like, I wish it didn't turn out this way. We can live lives of regret. But when bad things happen, This is a natural response to look back and be in shock of why things happened. I think that Job in the Bible who lost everything in days. I mean, people called him the most blessed to suddenly his own wife sees it so bad and tells him to curse God and die, basically just end it all. And that's a response that many people can have. When bad things happen, we can suddenly wonder why God is allowing these things to happen and subtly just Very slightly. You know what happens? We don't want to trust God anymore. More and more we'll try to take control of our own lives, believing that we have the power to prevent bad things from happening. But can we? I think that's an illusion. What does the Bible say when we go through these things? And we can't quite explain why we're going through them. In the Bible, it talks about trusting God beyond what we can understand. Yes. We don't have answers to why those bad things happen in our life, but one thing we do have, we have someone who knows all things. We have God whom we can trust. The Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5-6, through it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. You know, when bad things happen, it's hard to trust the Lord. But when we do, when we go past our understanding, when we say, you know what? I don't understand, God, why this happened, but I'm going to choose to lean into you. I'm going to choose to trust you rather than trust myself. And that's really hard. But when you do that, the Lord will start to direct your paths. He will lead you into a different place. Your situation will change. And most of all, He'll heal you. And I'm going to pray for that to happen for you, my friend. If you're going through something, I'm going to pray for you right now. Lord Jesus, I'm praying, Lord God, that instead of trusting in ourselves, take a moment to say, Lord Jesus, I receive you and I trust in you. And I need your direction. I receive your direction in Jesus' mighty name. Well, I hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. If you need prayer, please give us a call at 877-480-4477.
0: That's 877-480-4477. See you next time.